morning or good evening world. Um, this is John Thaffran here. Um, I'm here to talk to you about a new beer that's come out on the market here in... No, no, no. Just keep it running, man. Just keep, right, Oh, right. no. Start it again. No, no. Keep oh. doing. All right. Stay away from the mics, please. I, I can't. I can't even look at you people. Well, I, wasn't, I wasn't looking at you for that reason. Oh, fuck me. Good morning or good evening to whoever or wherever you are. Uh, this is John Thaffran. You may know me from things such as John Thaffran's Race Relations or John Thaffran versus God. Um, I'm here to talk to you about something that is very close to my heart, such as Zen Buddhism. So I'm unsure if you people know what Zen Buddhism is, but I'm pretty sure that's just about beating people with sticks. But this is what I'm here to talk to you about, is Rocky Ridge Brewing Company. They're a new brewery out of Jindong in Busselton. I know saying Busselton with this just does not sound right. But they've got a new beer called the Sour Buffalo. And this is quite possibly one of the better beers I've ever had. It's probably the first, but who can tell? So get on out there while it lasts, because it's going to be an absolute banger. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Beer Sucks. I'm Brendan, and we've got either one of you guys. <laughs> Tim here with a mouthful of cracker and cheese. I mean, buffalo cheese, so it counts. Still counts. And we've also got... It really looks like a good mouth of buffalo cheese. John Safran, <laughs> apparently, is our new fucking podcaster. Mm. Good evening. <laughs> How are you guys going here? Yeah, great, mate. Great. How are you? Little bit of a different studio here than what I'm used to over at the ABC with Father Bob. But I'm rather enjoying it. Yeah, good, man. Mm. It's really great to have you here. Mm. Um, it's a little bit strange how you came here because... We didn't want you here, yep. to be fair. But uh, Well... You make do with what you get. Yeah, exactly. Oh. You make do. Yeah. You make <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we've also got Lesky. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hello. How yeah. are we all doing? I'm waiting for an answer I'm not going to get because this is technically internet radio, so... I'll give you an answer. I'm going well, though. Oh, you going good? I pulled a muscle in my shoulder, so I'm a little bit wonked. So, we, we need to get this out. Uh, a couple of the guys, namely all of us, are going through a little bit of an addiction at the moment Whoa. with golf. Are we going to... Oh. I think that's putting it lightly. It's out there now. Out um, there. Emily said I've officially entered old man stage. Really? So yeah. you're wearing baggy pants. I mean, baggy I pants, know. high socks. At least you don't go out there wearing like white shirts like I do. Yeah, I, ha- I have noticed that. Oh, oh. I didn't want to say anything. Well, yeah. I did say something, and I can't repeat it. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to get too hot. <laughs> They're flowy. I no. wanted. I wanted to get. It's about airflow and comfort. I wanted to get a cotton white shirt because of the exact same reason. However, I'm super cheap. And me and my mates all went out and got $8 polo shirts from Kmart. No, they're hot. Navy blue. They're very hot. 
Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I'm with Lacey on this one. It's about the comfort. Yeah. You need to be comfortable, which is why I go in joggers and shorts and a T-shirt. I don't fit the golf dress code at all, actually. Yeah. I don't think there is a dress code anymore because... Uh, not at the one we go to, but at lots of them there certainly is. Oh, yeah. Mate, I've I've had to do the mad dash before to the pro shop to buy a shirt because I've actually p- already paid and they're like, you're not playing in that. What? I was yeah. looking up the dress code for one of them that's fairly local to us three, I guess you could say, and they require that you wear a belt. You have to wear a belt. <laughs> I'm really? Like, what, what if your pants are tight enough that you don't 20s? have to? <laughs> You've just got to have one anyway. Yeah. It's b- a part of the look they want. Is this just in case you need to open a bottle on the course and you can use your belt buckle? I don't think I'd be into that. That wouldn't be an issue for me. I have a bottle opener slash towel hook on my bag. See, I don't have that, but I do have an insulated pouch. And the other day when Lesky and I went and played a quick Uh, nine, I found out that you can fit four 500ml cans, one 375ml can, and a massive ice block in there to keep them cold. He also fit my happiness in that because I had the worst fucking round of golf. Well, the worst start. You came good and ended up smashing me, but only after the beers came out, which may say something about... Oh. You as a person. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> I'm just blaming anxiety. <laughs> fuck. Also, fuck you guys for not um, not hollering at a homie. Got to tell you what, considering this is what we're on about, of you know, what we've been doing recently, we had quite possibly the loveliest day. It was technically it, a man day. It was a bro it? day. It 100% was, and I couldn't be happier. Mate. Sorry, Tim. But yeah. I mean, it all Am started... Am I the third wheel? Is that uh, what it is? I'm I mean, the third not, wheel not here? No, wait, wait, wait. But I think you know we've what? hit this new level of connection that is, is you're Tim, just lacking. Is Tim Dupree? <laughs> he is the Dupree in you and me. <laughs> you guys fucking suck. Look, we went, had a float. We started off with a float. I had my first float ever. Which, yeah. FYI, I found out you've got to be completely naked for. So yeah. I'm pretty happy I now missed this mandate because oh, well, we were naked. in separate rooms. We weren't in the same Both pod. Naked in, in a pod, relatively close together. Oh, got to admit. The I funniest mean, it part. It is the closest I've ever been to him while we've both been naked. The funniest part about all of this was that it was like we. I usually go to one in Wembley, and this place is absolutely fucking pimp, right? Um, we found one in North Perth, and we're like, okay, we'll go there. And it's near uh, NIB Stadium. So that area is known for having. Uh, Working some, some Yeah, yeah some brothels. <laughs> and so, you know, we're pulling into this area and this street, and we're like, this doesn't look good for us right now until we had to go and park behind this building. It's like, this really doesn't look good. It smelled very like good. barley, by the way. It, that parking lot. Yeah. It really smelled like barley. Wait. I don't really wait, know what. Mal- sort of malted barley or just no, barley? No, like, like the country. So Who countries has a smell? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it definitely does. What do you, and what smell is this? Shit and sweat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of sweat and just. Like West, I've come Western to love the smell. Not treated sewerage, yeah. Yeah, I've come to love that smell because it means holidays and fun times. But, but really? Also the, also man, the smell can't have a holiday in my bedroom, man. <laughs> because my bedroom just smells like day-old farts and it's uh, not fun. Um, my first float was actually a fantastic experience and I'd really recommend it to anybody who's been thinking about it. Um, but to continue on with our bro date, we then went and had coffee at Whippersnapper Distillery. 
Oh, which was mate, nice. That venue. So just off the train line near Claysbrook. Is it Claysbrook? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Short walk from there. Fuck, man. Good that coffee. Is magic. Great coffee. Great. And also venue. get great whiskey at the same yep. time. So really oh. cool. And then we were like, we're not done. We're going to go have some dumplings. So we consulted our uh, our dumpling aficionado, BJ. Oh, our mate Beej, um, who gave us a really good hookup. Thanks, Bo Justice. Oh, we went to Authentic Bites in Northbridge for quite possibly part three there of the was, greatest day. There was a disappointing part that turned out to be really good. Yeah. I, they had we chi- ordered chicken fried steak. Yeah. It wasn't chicken fried From steak. From a dumpling. It place, was a fried though. chicken steak. <laughs> Not right? what we thought we were getting. No. But it I was, was quite excited to try my first <laughs> chicken fried steak. And it came out. I looked at the colour of it. I'm like, whoa. Doesn't really look like this, steak. I'm this fucking steak's anyway. pretty anemic. Uh, it was fucking delicious. It was incredible. Yeah, it was good. It, it was, I'm sorry, Tim, but it was just. However, oh. we still weren't done. Then we went and played a quick nine at uh, well back on their back nine. Had had a couple of beers. Uh, drove around in a buggy. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna put a yeah boy over the name of the golf club because we want to go back. Oh yeah, yeah. Ah, I'm sure they'll never listen. No, they have better things to do. I mean, we may have been drinking beers from a certain brewery while wearing a branded shirt of theirs, but you get that. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I really lost interest because fuck you too. <laughs> you guys are both fucking dicks. I did try and call you, to be fair. Well, this Dupree is <laughs> saying get fucked now. Really? Because usually Dupree just says, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. 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 Uh, look, uh, I'm not going to pretend I know what's going on here because I have no fucking oh, clue what's Owen going on Owen Wilson is Dupree in <laughs> You, Me and Dupree. <laughs> Uh, and oh, a movie I uh, clearly don't know enough about. Well, I mean that <laughs> you probably don't need to know a lot about the movie if you just say "Oh wow," because wow. it kind of is just what Owen Wilson ever says. Uh, oh, oh. Mm. So, Tim, what's been happening? <laughs> <laughs> what has been happening with you, Tim? Uh, my car's fucked, and it'll cost forty-four hundred dollars to fix. But I mean, now you get the new fun. Part of possibly buying a new car That's Maybe. pretty exciting Maybe, we'll see what happens We'll see I was really looking forward to, I was four fucking payments away from paying off my car, right? Oh, really? And that's not yep. cool, and what, It's wait, only what? five years old five, It's only five years old Yeah oh. Yeah, so I was only I was four payments away And this, this thing happens Anyway All it is, is it, it means my heater won't work and it's now, well, today it was 35 degrees, so I'm not really that bothered by it because I just bypassed the heater. But to fix it, I got quoted $4,400, so I was like, fuck no. So it's just a heater? Yeah, effectively. It's called your heating core. Anyway, we're not going to get into it too much. I, I honestly have no idea boring. about cars. Neither do I. And Tim saying he just bypassed it made him sound like he's fucking a real handyman. <laughs> Yeah. Which, to I be mean, fair, I employed the services of my mate, who's a who's a great mechanic. Um, oh yeah, we all know that. But well, okay, the I way put it works. Put a key in, and I put liquid in it, <laughs> and the fucking thing goes until well, it dies. This is the the green liquid, the coolant. What's that? Runs through your car, oh. so that's what runs through your radiator, keeps your car cool, right? Or your engine. Uh huh. So that runs through the heating core, which is basically a heat exchanger, and that's what heats your car. So in winter, 
that's why it takes a while for your car to warm up because it's taking a while for the coolant to warm mm-hmm. up, blah, 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 blah. So this is the part that's Wait, fucked. you're sweet now for six months. Yeah, yeah. until that's winter. I mean. And yeah. then you're fucked. Wait, so technically, by the time you have to fucking try and vlog it off or something, you've already paid it off. Yeah, but... I sound I super dodgy right now. I really... Yeah. No, yeah, because... I'm never buying a car from I you, ever. I want to do that now. Or That's anything, much. I want to do that now. <laughs> Not anything. I'm I'm super honest. Nah. Nah. What? I think <laughs> anyway. Just, mate, yeah, I told... I, let's, let's move on. I'm not going to bring you with me when this happens. But that's what I want to do. But I wanted to experience at least a year of not having to pay off. It would have been nice. A car. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's also really nice having a car that works and is brand new. So... Oh, yeah. Trade so, off. Trade off. Whatever. That's something that happened. I went to a wedding. Oh, we could... That was pretty good. Oh, um, I was dressed like a salesman from really? the 1980s. I looked like a... Is that just like because a, you have an old suit? Did you no. look like Gil? No, because I, I combed <laughs> my hair over. Oh, really? Why yeah. Why haven't we seen photos of this? I'll show you a photo. Whenever um, I dress what up. What you to do this? that? Oh, uh, no reason. No reason. Not practicing for anything at all. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Mm. Little lead in. Little lead in. Little lead in. Looking like a 1990s game show host. Uh, I was looking at you guys completely dumbstruck. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to nod. I mean, which is how you normally look at us, to be fair. No, I normally look like I'm in trying admiration. to read a menu over your shoulder. Yeah, in, in admiration. <laughs> Man, uh, these guys are the best. I can't can't believe they let me hang out with them. And then you fucks go on a double mandate. You f- Would you like to come <sighs> next time? It means you have to float, though. Uh, dude, no one sees each other nude. You were quite opposed to the float, which is why you didn't get the invite for the start of the day. And then the day just progressed, to be honest. Look, I'd be an idiot to say no, because that sounds like a great day. All right. Well, you'll get the call up next time. Thanks. Okay. To the major leagues. Thanks. Oh, gee whiz. Can't wait. That's it. <laughs> oh, uh, it's going to be It's going to be immense. I'm actually really looking forward to it. I'm going to start planning it as soon as we finish this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we probably have some uh, yeah. beer shit. Now that we've bored everyone to sleep. <laughs> All right. I yeah, like You guys are golfers. You guys are fucking... Yeah, look. So we, we sound... We sound... Yeah. Oh, God. We sound like fucking some like floaty-ass hippie losers wearing <laughs> baggy-ass <laughs> pants. <Yeah. laughs> Why don't you tell us about your, your fair trade buffalo cheese that's sitting on your... Oh, that's, oh, that's pretty tasty. It is right there. Oh, it's actually goat's cheese, Tim. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. All right. So, on to some beer shit for the week. Um, I've been listening to... Well, not listening, but actually just reading a whole bunch of shit as usual. Just, you know, laying in bed, flicking through Reddit and whatnot. And I've come up on an issue that's popped up recently with Innocent Gun having to defend their beers. So, their beers are stating that they're actually barrel-aged when they're really not. So... Technically, these guys have actually just been using oak chips in their beers for fucking... Oh, I don't think it's since been day dot. Like, they were no, barrel aging. They said for... Uh, and then... I read something that said seven years. They haven't done it for about seven years. They haven't barrel aged for seven years and have just been chipping and saying they're barrel aged. Just... Uh, you just can't do it. Like that's, that's misleading. That's misleading the consumer. Like, if you're using chips in a beer, you'll say that it's, you know... It wouldn't say oak-aged. on oak. Yeah, oak-aged. it's oak-aged. 
And that's why people like Great Divide have OK Jetty. Which is one of the best fucking stouts I've ever drunk. Oh, man. Bring so on the winter. It's fucking good. chop. Um. Bring on winter. <laughs> I can't wait, man. Somebody, if somebody's out there, can you please Photoshop Brendan's face on um, Ned Stark, Winter is Coming. Winter is, is Coming. Ned Stark or fucking... I didn't watch a show. Who cares? Like, uh, I look like Just photo his head on any one of the Game of Thrones characters and just say Winter is Coming and we'll all get it. You don't even need to Photoshop me, man. <laughs> I actually had someone rock up to me in a nightclub and call me Littlefinger and I didn't know what she was talking about and looked at my hands. I was like, man, you're actually quite rude. Uh, Which is So funny. joke's on me. Fuck. I have no idea. I don't watch a show. Balls the shit out of me. Look, man, I, I actually do think it's a bit of a shitty thing to do. It's pretty bad, man. Barrel aging beers takes a lot of work. It's so much more risk. It's fucking hard. It's expensive. Um, for them to just be like, yeah, we're still barrel aging when they're not. <clears throat> um, and meanwhile, I don't think they'd lose any fans if they just said, hey, it's oak aged now. But, but, I think this is probably more of an expose into the industry like how many barrel aged beers are out there that actually aren't barrel aged and also does anybody give a shit apart from us no i don't know but you also I have definitely beers, do. you also do. have beers out there that were oak aged that weren't even being fucking known as oak aged like the grass cutter from mash that used french oak in there nobody had an idea about that and it was fucking great. Probably would have sold better if they told people. Mm. Mm. Oh, man. Either way, that was absolutely fucking delicious. But, you know, like, it's just, yeah, it's just quite interesting that it's Look, actually... I do know of some Australian breweries who have done, done the same thing. Um, they started with barrel aging certain beers and they've moved on to using chips or staves or chunks, as it's, Tim likes yeah. to call them. The chunks, man. The chunks of a stave. Um, no. Oaky, oaky chunks. <laughs> Mate, I, and, it, and, and they've changed, and I don't think they've changed their terminology, um, which, I mean, I don't agree with either. But the beer's fucking still amazing. And there's a lot, a lot of benefits, obviously, that come from um, oak ageing in stainless steel fermenters. It's less risks of oxidation, of infection. Higher surface area. You get a higher yep. surface area so you can utilise a smaller amount of time. Yep. And that is the whole deal. Yeah. So it's just price driven, you know, like if you're going to be utilizing, you know, oak barrels, one, you've got to source them, right? And then, you know, you've got to get you've a got to fucking the shitload of them. <laughs> yeah. And it's, that's, you know, time intensive. So it's just more and more and more money, you know, and ultimately you can get away with that stainless steel fucking fermenter, bang your chips in, off you go. But generally what you can't escape is that tannic characteristic that you get from like if they've used like a lot of chips rather than using chunks you fucks uh using using chunks of a stave or using whole staves even if you use like literally not even like um like yeah chunks but chips like wood chips you get lots of um you get lots of surface here and it really extracts those negative tannins from the wood that you definitely don't want in there so is that just a time-based calculation then can you then maximise your surface area, oh. minimise your time and end up that's, with the same but result? That's, that's the whole deal. The whole deal is that, you know, by utilising more surface area on there, you don't, need to util- you don't need to use them for as long. So is barrel ageing even something we should still be doing then? And well, it's, it's less like, oxidation. I think so, yes. because bear in mind that 100%. you're only, getting, you're only getting, you're getting maximum surface area of the internal of the barrel and you're not getting anywhere near as much of that penetration. Like normal oak. 
if you're getting maximum surface area of the barrel and what was contained in the barrel versus chips that are not just yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. so you're getting the outside you're getting the inside as well and you're getting every cross section of the barrel rather than when you're using it in the barrel you're you're absorbing that that skin yeah exactly you know that heavy char if it's bourbon or in the case of wine you know you're extracting those um well, again, the the wine tannins, well, and sometimes in many cases, you've got the leaves still stored in there. Yeah, um, well, you know, you get vanillin and all that sort of thing from the actual barrel itself as well. So you're going to be sorry, you're going to be getting uh, <coughs> some of that sort of character in there as well. Yeah, um, I just don't know enough to be honest to be you know like breaking it down a hundred percent. If on we did, we would be millionaires. <laughs> I mean, which would be nice. Oh, it would be. Um, there's also some microoxidation that occurs from the barrel, obviously yeah. being porous material, mm-hmm. um, which certainly helps in some of those bigger years that I love. Yeah, that I mean, we all know that you're Brennan, the Bre- lover of winter beers only. Can we, can I think we, we s- should just change my middle name to like Riz or Barley Wine. No, can we just call you Breadard? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get like it. Like Stark? Breadard? Wow, this is awkward because I still don't get <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't even watch the show when I know the guy's name's Eddard. Oh, we don't. I don't watch it either. I don't so. watch it. Oh, I feel. I feel I'm making good company. <laughs> I also feel a bit weird right now. There are like people just turning off their podcast right now. Well, no. if you turn it off, I'm going to have a new one coming out soon. Just me talking for thirty <laughs> minutes. I'm not. Fuck that. About things I don't watch. Yeah. <laughs> Here's things you never see. Um, speaking of barrel aged beers, what were we just drinking? Oh, old. Pumping station. Oh, can sorry. You, can um, you say it like a, you know, get real low? Old pumping station. Man, I can't do that. That makes me want to drink it more. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. that voice. Really? Yeah. Yep. That oh, that makes me really want to check under my bed when I go to sleep. I just but feel you like. You made the noise. I'm being sold something by Wolford Brimley. I'm like, I'm down with that. Oh, really? Oh, man. We should have had the Neapolitan Dynamite come in because I'd have just like. My name is Wolf Brimley and I'm going to sell you diabetes. Fantastic beer, though. Great beer. Riz, Barrel and Shiraz Barrels. This was my pick for Gabs. Flat 10. I was lucky enough to actually grab a bottle of this over in Melbourne at Catfish. Or hoeing down Sick on off. a delicious Philly cheesesteak. Oh, I was going to say, Philly cheesesteak, come oh, at me. With a couple of friends. And my God, this was just absolutely mind-blowing then. And it still is right now. So uh, only a limited amount of bottles actually came over to WA uh, in ooh, probably around three or four months ago. Yeah. Um, so if you've found one, mate... There's no better time to crack it than now because this is drinking like an absolute dream. I've seen a couple still on shelves, actually. So what? Yeah, yeah. I and, mean, and not in the last couple of weeks, but recently. Well. Yeah, yeah. Sub forty. Sub forties. Yeah. Oh my! Are we goodness. thinking about the same place in Fremantle? No, I'm talking about a place uh, in Stuart Hill. Wow. Let's what? Call out. What up? Uh, well, I was thinking of the Frio Doctor, and I'm hollering at my homies at Copper and Oak. I love those, all of those guys we just mentioned, yeah. by the way. Oh. In fact, I found another gem at the Frio Doctor. Banshee? No. Bone Black Label Gers. Which we have Numero in the fridge. Uh. Numero uh. It's in the fridge now. We were going to drink it. Yeah. This, You know what? I actually feel this is the first podcast where I haven't brought anything to the table. Good. Which is weird because normally every time I come here, you're like... 
I'm going to crack this $80 beer. I'm like, well, I'm not going to say no. And then Tim does say no, doesn't realise it's an $80 beer, and then feels like a dick. No, I just like drinking good things. Well, they're, they're definitely made we, to share. That's no, why we... It's nice for other people no, to this is this is something that No, it's something that um, a good mate of ours, Pierre from Girl Plus Beer, brought up not long back regarding um, bottle large sizes. Bottle, bottle yeah. sizes, you know? I don't open any of these bottles on my own because it's just an absolute waste. So when people come over and if I've got something that's really cool, I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to open something fucking stupid. Yeah. Because that's the only time you actually get to do it. That's, that's I agree. They're, they're so much more enjoyable when you share them with good friends, good company, that's good what banter. My whole deal with like drinking... Oh, man. Tim oh. just drank the rest of Old Pumping Station out of the bottle. I mean, so he should. He basically inhaled his glass. So. Yeah, you peanut. Um, I think the experience takes the beer up to a new level. You know, like you have a really great beer and you have it on your own. You're like, fuck, that's amazing. But actually vibing off other people mm-hmm. doing the same thing and creating conversation and all that sort of thing, it's it brings. I think it brings new life to something that was already fucking fantastic. Most definitely, man. I think that's a large part of why we all got into craft beer as well. It's the, sh- the sharing of the, that experience. Yeah, it's the culture. It's fantastic. It's it is the culture. The, culture, the scene, um, and, and luckily we're, you know, balls deep in an amazing scene where people do, you know, we, we all attend bottle shares somewhat regularly. I don't get it to them as much as I would like to, um, just given busy lifetime commitments. But to rock oh, up to same. a bottle share where people are like, yep, you know, bring two beers each. Everybody brings four because they had these fucking absolute belters hiding away. And yeah. then it just gets out of control. Yeah. Um, so it's if, fantastic. If you're out there and you've never, never participated in one, start set, one. Wait, set one up, get stuck in because it is so much fun. And buy, bring, buy, uh, buy some rears and barley wine. Yep. DM me and I'll probably come because, yeah. You know, Winter. Hit up some big old cheese. <laughs> thirty dollars. Get, get one yeah. thirty dollar bottle. Get six mates, and then you all get to try a hundred mils of really expensive beer. Yeah, basically for yeah. thirty bucks. It's fantastic for thirty bucks. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the bottle share. And then, and then, yeah, potentially an Uber home or getting someone to pick you up because usually after a oh uh, yeah, then you you of course bring a teeny a tiny bottle or something, you know. Yeah. Um, it gets, gets pretty rough. It can be a pretty inexpensive way to, to try a lot of really great beers. Yeah. Or you can just be really stupid with it like we are. That's uh, no, I'm sorry. More often, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then conversely to really expensive beers, we have some people putting out $120 kegs. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. Now I don't know if that's going to... I really just think that's a generally bad idea. Thankfully, this has only occurred for the time being in New South Wales, which I think we can be fairly open and honest in saying we don't know too much about the current beer situation in terms of what happens on their on-premise sector. Um, on-premise is, of course, bars, restaurants, anything other than a, than a bottle shop, really, something that you can't take away beers from. So, you know, like to be at $120 a keg, I I can't speak on the brewery's behalf, but fuck me, man. I can't even begin to describe how little amount, like you're, you're literally throwing, for, for, for my scenario, we'd be throwing dollars down the drain. Um, you know, there'd be no, there'd be no dollars involved. 
Hold on a second. I'm doing a super serious. I'm sorry. Oh, I was enjoying the selfie. I mean, you didn't have to pay attention to it. Well, You're paying attention. Don't pay attention to me. I was just. My mum just emailed me and I was like, I need to do this quick because otherwise she will fucking be annoyed that I haven't spoken to her. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't mean. I wasn't upset. I was like, I wanted to get in on the selfie. Oh. <laughs> Are <laughs> you fucking serious? Sorry, yeah. Tim. It, oh. w- it was a selfie for people who went on a bro date this weekend. So that's why you were being. I was just sending that. a photo to my mum. <laughs> I swear to God, man. <laughs> so look, I'm ser- I'm really, I'm really actually properly interested in this. Hi, mum, by the way. You're not going to be listening, but please. Hello. Um, where where does this sit? Like, because this pricing is just absolutely not sustainable. I can whatsoever. I can tell you now. Like, that wouldn't even be making beer like at a loss in terms of a loss of profit. That would be literally f- in my shoes, and I know for many others, that would be making beer at less than the cost of the beer. Yeah. That, that would be less than the cost of the beer uh, at one hundred and twenty dollars a keg. So e- for even them to at Super high, like fucking, like super high volume, super high volume, super high corn. One's, one's a if we're looking at bo- bottoming out body, so you've got like sixty forty of you know actual malted barley and fucking adjuncts or whatnot. But this is what leads me oh, to my adjunct, point: sorry. is in in my and many other breweries that I do know, we couldn't even achieve that that level of cost at one hundred and twenty dollars, let alone making a profit at one hundred and twenty dollars. So. To get to that level, what really are you drinking? You know, are you, 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 I couldn't fathom drinking a beer that costs less than that amount and it's still being what we would call a craft beer. I mean, it crosses those borderlines of being an independent brewer versus craft brewer. Um, you know, you, you've kind of be, got to now be a discerning customer and go, if we get the independent seal, which is all good and well, um, and I think you raised earlier today the uh, clear glass conglomerate. Um, you know the the cowboys taking on the um, the clear glass guys. Oh, you know with their oh, that fucking uh, fantastic piece of shit in a clear bottle. Exactly. You know, yeah, and they're just Sorry, they're leading us down leading us down a super negative path here. That oh, we can do well, that later. Look, man. Look, oh, yeah. I guess we've got <laughs> to dissect. We've got to dissect. When when does independence? Versus craft mean that you stop drinking an independent beer just because it's the sake of independence. Um, yeah. And I think, look, I can't, I've never tasted the beer, so I can't tell you that the beer is good or bad. That's what I, makes it hard for us to talk about. Yeah. So could we do it in WA? No. Definitely not. Uh, I don't think we have the, the ability to do that. And that brings me to another point of the need for that to happen in New South Wales Versus the need for that to happen in WA. Thankfully, we're nowhere near that is that it, level. Is it the need? I don't. I don't actually know no. this brewery, but are they like? Are they just bad operators and they can't put anything out there that people actually want to buy? So they're like, I'm going to put something out there that's going to fuck everyone off. Look, I mean, you've got to look at it as, as a whole. So I think we touched on um, craft beer consumption. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong because I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but I think mm-hmm. we occupy 6% of, of total litres consumed. That's huge. Um, Compared to the US. Well, yeah. I mean, the US is operating the teens, I believe. Um, I, thought they were, I actually thought they were lower. So it's, oh, hold on. No, pretend, no, I was talking about, I was thinking about Sam Adams, sorry. Like that their, their market stake in 
the beer consumed is actually only 2%, even though they're one of the largest producers of beer in the United States. 2% is still massive. But yeah. That's fucking huge. But um, so, yeah, I think we're operating at about 6%. And again, I could be wrong, so someone fact-checked me on that, even though we did raise that in a podcast, like episode two or three. Anyway, so where there's 400, effectively 400 independent breweries operating in that sector. So they're all vying for these taps for this 6% market when there's, if we just loosely break it down, you know, you've got four major corporations operating in the background that occupy the other 94%. So I think this is raises a more concerning issue. Why are we going after other independent taps when we should really be going after reducing and relaxing those current contracts occupied by those big four operators, you know, CCA, Asahi, uh, Lion, and uh, CUB. I don't know, man. There's And there's a lot of variables we don't know. We're not privileged to the information that's led to this decision. You know, are they just treating this as marketing advertise, uh, marketing uh, exercise, I should say? Have they gone, instead of spending any money on marketing and advertising for the next 12 months, let's take a hit on our keg sales and just try and get as wide a exposure as we can through that. I still think that's a really shitty practice, but is that what they're doing? I... Um, are their beers uh, worth how much they were trying to charge? I mean, I'm just having a look on their website now and they're claiming that they're the most awarded brewery in Australia. I find that a little bit fucking hard to believe, to be honest, but I don't know. Maybe they're getting awards from fucking toiletshiteaters.com that we don't know about. Holy <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, shit. <laughs> Toilet oh. shit. <laughs> oh, we've unleashed fucking, him. Yeah. We it's, have it unleashed him. Well, it's, it's just bullshit, man. Why are they treat? Why are they doing this? They're putting out $120 kegs. The main problem I see is that now other publicans are going to need you, are going to expect similar kind of prices, yeah. similar kind of deals. Um, and it's, it's just a burden on the, the fucking industry that, that we all love and, and work in. And they're just damaging it with, with shitty fucking behavior. Why, well, I, don't, I don't see the benefit in it. If you're not making money, if it's not a very, very short-term process, maybe they've made the decision to go, look, we've got 500 kegs that we're going to punch out $120. Get out now, you know, out there as much as we can, and then we return. But, but if I was a publican myself and you were selling me $120 kegs and then you tried to bump them up to whatever your normal retail price is, I'm going to tell you to fuck off. However, you know, it may, it may be completely contextually now that you raise that point. You know, have, has everything just been taken completely out of context and one person got one keg at 120 bucks? Well, no. Um, oh, I, man, I that would be the most oxidized fucking cardboardy piece of shit. <laughs> You're like, oh, I need to get rid of this and I really don't want to tip it down the sink. No, they, they, they emailed it to a bunch of publicans offering them a special offer of a very compelling price well below the market price from big brewers is for a keg of a real craft beer at... $120 keg plus GST and delivery. Is um, is so this a single keg or is no, this... No, no, there's, there's ten two ke- Buy 10 kegs and you get... Yeah, it doesn't say from what I've seen, but the way it's worded in what I've read has made it seem like they're just fucking sending these kegs out. It's not a it's not a big volume deal. I mean, even if it is a volume deal on, on a 10 plus it's or nothing. something, it's still ridiculous. People like, people like CUB aren't even doing, doing prices like that. No. They um, couldn't... Oh and they're offering no them on two of their beers. They're offering them on a... Aussie Pale Ale and an Aussie Lager, both of which, you know, aren't super expensive beers to make, but still cost way more than $100, Mate, $20 once you factor talk, in staff, excise, Talk to a home costs. brewer. 
talk to a home brewer out there and go, all right, go make me, go make me, go make me a 50 beer. Litres Come at me with beer. fifty liters of home brewed beer for one hundred and twenty. And oh no, for no, one hundred and twenty, you you'd be able to yeah. do it. And yeah. then you'd look at it and go, well, factor in all of your costs that you yeah. put into your kit. And you're not paying, you know, like... And now factor in excise. Anything else, yeah. And your time on the day to make it. You know, and you're like, ultimately, you're like, I've lost money. Look, so what, what they've come out and said is, you know, we brew great beers and Australia's most awarded brewery. I'm sick of fucking reading that. Um, so this is our way of trying to let all Australians have the chance to taste it. With an Australian-style ale and lager, we are also targeting the Australian palate and their thirst for real craft beer. Uh, that's not my fucking palate for thirst for real craft beer, so... I mean, they're wrong on that. Sorry, guys. If these guys are good guys, by the way, I do apologise. I've been a little bit salty about your shitty fucking pricing. But they've also said, no, you know, it's, it's a deal to make publicans want to take on new beers. It just, it hurts. Because for one, like, there's a lot of other people, a lot of people out there that don't understand that in terms of actually making money by making beer, it's really, really hard. You know, going into the business of making beer, ultimately, if you've got a brew pub, you're only making money off food. Because your beer that you that you're pushing out, like you're all really heavily, heavily fucking taxed by excise and whatnot, you're really not making a fucking hell of a lot at all. So well, look, and and having to push your shit down so far to one hundred and twenty dollars, we've. I, I think they're trying to say that they can make money on that. To be honest, by like the looks of what uh, I'm reading. You know, they're, they're saying it's a deal to make publicans want to take on new beers. Um, they've spent 15 pl- years in the planning um, and they're aiming to get massive penetration to the draft market. Um, there's no end date. And if they can get enough publicans to free up taps out of contracts um, we and we get enough support for the offer, we'll keep on going. They go on to say that brews usually provide a price list, but then there's rebates, incentives, um, all the bonuses that can sometimes come with buying stock from a brewery. Um, and that they simply believe that offering an attractive and alternative off to publicans um, is the way to go. I still don't see how they're going to make money on it. Uh, look, I mean, I think we've worked so hard to sort of steer away from cheapening where beer stands. And that's not to say that beer doesn't cost a lot of money to, to produce. Or that people aren't allowed to be price sensitive. Yeah. Because we all are. But... When you have worked very, very hard and saying, well, you can't get these flavours without spending this money, so quality over quantity sort of uh, thought process, and then they, they're bringing out, you know, probably equal quality to, you know, a large brewery at a, at a very low price point, but still claiming it's craft beer, for me that... that there's, it's just so multifaceted that's negative for the whole industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we, we've worked to encourage. I mean, and Australia has grown a lot, you know. Um, I think people appreciate good booze more, just like they appreciate good food more. People aren't just going out to buy the cheapest block they can to get shit face on the weekend. Um, more uh, inversely, more. you know, uh, Lion picked up on that. Yeah. And, and raised the price on, on uh, a very. A very highly regarded, yeah, line raised the price on a very highly, not regarded, highly consumed canned beer in WA. Yeah. Went from being your cheap standard block of 30 and to then they raised it like... With other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, look, it, it, it is out there. Uh, I don't know exactly how I feel about it. I mean, I know I just shat on it, but it's hard. When, when as you said, we, we've... 
We've raised the level of what beer can be, you know, and, and we're still going. Um, you know, when people pair alcoholic beverages with their food, I think a lot of people still focus on wine. Um, and as I've said before, I, I think beer is a, a better beverage to <coughs> pair with food due to how many different flavours you can get. Yeah. Carbonation, Carbonation stuff man. is just, I mean, for me, paramount. I think, you know, we'll, we won't go too far into this because I think this is possibly something we should probably do like a full segment on later on. Just the absolute advantages of pairing beer with food because, man, just cutting it into a small sound bite is not going to do it justice, man. It's no, it, like, it, it it's doesn't. It's so fucking deep. Oh, and it's, it's so amazing. I love pairing beer with food. I think it's fantastic. Especially but with you guys being certified Cicerones. Not mate, just certified Cicerone servers, but certified Cicerones. Yeah, that was the, my biggest... Um, that's something that I studied quite possibly the hardest on because it was the I most had a fun to study. It wasn't. I didn't find it that fun because I I know what I like <laughs> eating. Oh, okay. I did. Yeah. I know what I like eating, but I'm not good at you know dish names and all that sort of thing. So it was just I'm like, all right, fuck up. I'm coming at a I'm coming at a loss on this. I'll study the absolute shit out of it and was more freaked out about that than anything else. See, I love cooking for friends and family and stuff, so I really enjoyed that pairing. I found it really fun. Um, learned some stuff I didn't know and um, I think it really let me take my food pairing game to a whole new level. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed it. But, you know, I see that as part of a, a raising of the culture of beer in this country that we've worked so fucking hard to have these fantastic beers. Mm. Um, and I, I, I don't see a lot of positive um, to to this deal, to be honest. I just really don't see anything really positive coming from it. Um, our venue is going to pass this discount on to their consumers. Um, if so, then there's a win for the consumers. If so, if so, if venues are going to pass that on to the consumers, then um, licensing is going to come along and say that the beer that you're going to be putting out is too cheap and to raise the pricing. A la MASH and Australia Day Pints. Is that what happened? Yep. No idea. One hundred percent. So Mash advertised pints on Australia Day at a certain price, and they were told by licensing that they are not allowed to do that at all. Too cheap. What because were they like five dollar pints yep. or something? Yep. That yep, five dollar pints. That is too cheap, and all you are doing is going to be spreading um, unhealthy drinking habits. Irresponsible consumption. Irresponsible of consumption of alcohol, which we don't want to promote. We're not. To be fair. We're, yeah, I, we're I not here to promote that. And, and I think that's questionable. Again, you're, you're that also in some way that has a restaurant license. Yeah. So you are only able to get beer at the behest of the person behind the bar who is delivering it to you at a table. Yes. So. So they should be the ones safeguarding whether you're indulging too much. You do, you do also have, you know, other issues therefore upon that of getting other people to go up and go, oh, yeah, we want to get, you know, five of these. Yeah. Look, and uh, but it's tough. We literally were just talking about that's not why we drink craft beer. Yeah. No. Not to inhale as much beer as possible. You do get people, you know, go yeah, out there and we, take advantage. Yeah, but we've got to stop fucking safeguarding yep. the world for the 1% of fucking morons who ruin shit for everyone else. Well, I mean, unfortunately, 94% of total beer consumed isn't an independent beer, so... So I was wrong with one percent, a ninety-four percent. Actually, <laughs> no, we can't say ninety-four percent, but I know, I know the premise that you mean. Well, and, and the flip side of that, there's a really cool little restaurant and bar down in Boston called the Goose, who do something a little bit opposite. So they have all their beers at the same price per pint. Mm. No matter how much the keg costs them, they have them at the same price because uh, oh, fuck Liam. I hope you guys are still doing this. If not, I'm sorry, but <laughs> they were at least. Um, because they don't want 
the price of a beer to be a factor in what you choose, what you want to drink for that night. So they just want you to go up to the bar, choose the beer you really want, and price isn't a factor because you know you're paying the same thing for everything that they've got on tap. I think that's a really fucking cool system that benefits the consumer a lot. Um, obviously, there's always issues that play into it. And, you know, breweries that are selling cheaper or more expensive kegs and who gets the total benefit out of that deal. But that's a really cool concept for the people buying the pints over the bar. Cool concept. Great venue. Don't know the sustainability on that. Yeah. So ne- perhaps run it as a... That's what I mean. There's a lot of stuff that plays yeah. into that. You could run that as like a, a week special or, or week something. Yeah. One one day. Like I said, apologies if that's not still happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, look, it's not just about the price of beer that makes it about beer. Yeah. Evidently. Well, it, it shouldn't be. Um, and, and like I said before, though, that's not to pretend that people aren't allowed to be price sensitive, man, you know. We've all got budgets that we can spend on disposable shit like craft beer. Some of us choose to sacrifice other things to indulge and podcast about beer. Hence why I eat meagering all day, every day. (laughs) Yeah, but if somebody looks in these cupboards to the right of me, they'd understand why you eat meagering all day, every day. Don't you say a word. (laughs) There's a lot of good beer in there, let's just say that. Yep, my name... My name is Tim Hoskins and I live in <laughs> Riverdale. <laughs> and there's a reason why uh, I live in Rivervale? No. I'm I mean, saying that... I don't know what I was going It's also no. not where he lives, but that's all right. Yeah, I don't want people fucking coming to my house and trying to take <laughs> my beer. It's my beer! Uh, so let's talk about some new beer then. Oh, man. We have been absolutely fucking spoiled recently. Oh, man. I, Massively. I there's a lot of good local shit coming out. A lot of good Australian stuff coming out. Yeah. Having said that, I did open uh, Passion Tang. That was also fantastic. But Passion Passion Tang that comes over when it's travelled great from Ledwig is just straight up 7% Passiona. Which that was. There was so much residual passion fruit to that. That was just an absolute delight to drink. I swear. Off topic, just a touch. For some reason, it always stuck with me. I went on a holiday as a kid. I was seven at Two Rocks. I heard a guy over talking with his friend saying that Passiona killed his nan. And ever since, <laughs> I walked away and didn't find out what happened. So whenever we talk about this beer, I'm like, I wonder what happened to that lady. Because <laughs> oh. Passiona killed his nan. Yeah. So That's um, a brutal way to go. but No you know. fucking way, man. That's like, that's like dying choking on like buffalo chicken wings. That's the best shit. <laughs> Man, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go in a way that I really want to go. Like choking on Passiona? Probably, no. It's got to be Sprite. It's the king of fizzy. Well, we disagree about this all the time, but that's okay. Mate, what is wrong with a lemon-lime fizzy drink? Because, number one, you're an adult and you can call it not a fizzy drink. No, it's fizzy. What's its real name? What do you really call it? Fizzy lifting drink. (laughs) 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 Uh, You're over 30, mate. Uh, Get yeah, your shit that, together. But uh, that, that don't comes, change. It's why I love you. That comes that comes in the same cusp as Sandpel, because like man, when you pair Sandpel and Parker's pretzels on a day on the couch and you're eating pretzels off your chest, it's the greatest thing ever. And what do you saw? What do you call Sandpel? Sandpel fizzy lifting drink. 
They're both. So they're both. They both. Lifting. They both come under the fizzy lifting drink category. What is okay. what? What is the lifting part? Oh, it lifts my spirits when I'm really hungover. Ah, uh, <laughs> yep, yep. To be fair, it's like you calling um, Coke black panadol. Yes. I don't think I've ever called Coke Black Panther. Oh, okay, maybe it was him as well. I still think it was him. I didn't get that. Don't. Uh, I thought it came from not him. Not from me. No, that's that. That's that comes from that come that comes from somebody else in this industry. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So new another beers. another new beer that we're actually drinking right now is quite possibly the happiest accident on the planet. Sour so Buffalo good. from Rocky Ridge. Oh my goodness! Did I don't know if any of you guys were lucky enough to get it at um, at Bovine on tap. That I think this was the beer that started my demise at Bovine. Um, I, I think it was just so crushable. I think uh, oh, letting letting me work with you for the day <laughs> was the start of your demise, to be honest. Uh, yeah, as soon as I texted Emily, I was like, oh, I'm not driving home, baby. I'm leaving the car here. She just replied with fucking Lesky. Um, <laughs> yeah. We had a good time, though. So that's let's just right. say we had a fucking honking good time that day. Eh? Um, what time did you get home? <laughs> when she was getting the kids ready for school. So, <laughs> wait, can we... <laughs> do the we, kids go to school at midnight, do wait, they? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, are we allowed to talk about your Monaghetti? Oh, I mean... <laughs> look, let's just say I got stuck. Uh, an Uber driver had probably had enough of me and somebody I was helping to make sure got home um, being drunk spastics. So when we got out at her house, he drove off. I then, my phone was flat. So I requested an Uber be called on my behalf. I'm not sure what happened to that Uber or if it was ever called, but let's just say an Uber never rocked up. I also I didn't have my wallet, so I started to walk home. It took me uh, three or four hours to get home. Two buses and one taxi. With no cash. With no cash. <laughs> I and one hell of a silver tongue, mate. Uh, yeah, luckily the I the salesman I in him came <laughs> just out came out fully at four in the morning. I actually don't know if it was a salesman or they were just pitying me because it's I was just still pure in desperation. Um, but I got home. It took three or four hours, and it was, I mean, a pretty shit way to end. What well, was a fantastic night, but these are the things we endure sometimes <laughs> in the name of good booze, I guess. I do have to raise a hand and say. I am very sorry. I was ready to go home. I said it several times. I wanted to go home. It's time to go home. And you're like, nah, just hang out. And me being a fucking Muppet. easily peer pressurable retard. We had some serious shit. I looked in I looked in the recycling bin that morning. Do you remember it? I remember, I remember some oh, of it. No, it, I gotta I gotta say it though. Um I know the last the last person I saw that actually had any of these was the fucking the loveliest bloke that's running the beer section of the restore, Nick, had Ooh. a bottle of the Rye Barrel Eclipse. If any of you get a chance to get it, get to go and fucking hunt someone down because that was quite possibly one of the best beers I've ever had in my wow. entire life. Yeah. Like we the original, remember it. The original, the, yeah, we the original Abyss is like super venous. Like, you know, you get a lot of that red character and there's none of that. That fucking Rye Barrel rounds it out perfectly, man. This thing was just like fucking velvet. Oh. I had that fresh and time has just put that on a new level. You had it before? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you opened it. Fuck. Took the <laughs> wing out <laughs> of yourself, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, a little bit. That's something that I would actually... I it would try and experience. drink on my own and I'd probably fall asleep after half of it. 
Wow, you do that quite often. No, I actually don't. That's why oh. I don't open big beers. You tell us at least once a week that you fall asleep yeah. on the couch with a beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's, I'll open a small beer after working like 12 hours and then have a few sips and be like, oh, look, Netflix is on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, happiest mistake. Happy, yes. This this was uh, the white buffalo. And now it's... Riding on a buffalo. Right, no one else. Where'd that come from, Tim? I mean, that could be our one edit for the session. Um, no, we're going to keep that in because I'm pretty <laughs> sure you're going to leave some heinous shit that I've said in here. So, oh, yeah, Tim, enjoy it. You've all got to look that shit up, though, after this, riding on the buffalo. Anyway, I'm back to Yeah, to so, yeah, the the white buffalo was originally the gold leader. Yes. So, yep. gold leader was brewed for May the 4th last year. Yep. Uh, the event that was held with the left bank. Yep. And um, at, was it beer school at the left bank? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, this good, year. Oh, it was this year. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Early this year. Early like, this year. May the 4th. Yeah. It so feels like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> our good mate. Yeah. Our good mate Hammer has, um, has done another batch of this and soured it. So, this thing has come out with a fucking ridiculous, like, coffee nose. Body's light, like super light, and there's this beautiful like lactic acid character in there that is just. Oh. This is fucking dope. Given the taste, uh, you know, ignoring that for one second, something that I really love about this beer is that it pours like a pale ale, and then you smell it, and it smells like a stout, and then you drink it, and it's a sour coffee, fucking just delicious beer. It's like three different beers in one. Right. Um, and it's just so crushable. Like it was pretty hot at Bovine when we were drinking it, and we were just smashing it. It's really that was the beer. first of the hot days. You can't not smash this. Yeah. No, yeah, it's hard to not drink it. It's six point two percent, so you've got to be a little bit careful with it. And I know that when we say a little bit careful, ha ha ha, it's only six percent. You could literally crush a four pack of these. So two and liters in of these, five hundred mil cans. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's, it's very easily. I'd drink a four-pack of these super easily. It's just absolutely ridiculous. The one yeah. thing I do love, I was mentioning to Tim earlier, is in terms of like adding coffee to beer, some like yeah. some people have added coffee to beer and, and ended up getting that, um, green, capsicum. that green capsicum acidity yeah. that you get out of it. None of that. No. None of that. You know, you do get that, you know, lact, like, lactobacillus that's, you know, that's on the palate. But it just works so yeah. fucking great. And it, it sounds like it shouldn't work, but it, it really just does. Look, um, I really fucking enjoy it. This is new for us doing beer chat. So sorry if we've rambled on. Rambled on. But if yeah, go find this shit. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Definitely find it. Um, uh, what did we What did we open up as we were announcing? Oh, man. Mountain Goats Double Steam. I'm I'm going to go out in a limb here. I'm looking at I'm looking at a few people in front of me, looking at me, looking at me a little bit rough. Say it, you've already said it. I already said it, man. I'm throwing this out there as one of the best beers released by an Australian brewery this year. Um, back to the brewer, the Double Steam Ale. It is nowhere near a fucking steam ale to begin with. This is pretty much just a, a New England IPA using a California common yeast. And it's... Fucking divine. It's absolutely really divine. Good. Look. Mouthfeel's on point. It, it is was super juicy. Fucking good. Um, oh. It's like the best accidental Nipah. Was it an accident though? Or have 
was that what they wanted to make? And for some dumb reason, they just called it a double steam ale. Man, you, if you called it back to the brewer, Mountain Goat's New England IPA, they would have got not only, you know, like Mountain Goat Faithful, but everyone else straight away on their like, oh. It was, like, it was actually kind of cool now that we talk about it to find that. Do you know what I mean? Like, because double steam ale sounds so fucking boring. Yeah. So, um, like, the sales guy from uh, Mountain Goat came and chatted to me and he's like, hey, man, like, we got this back to the brewer. It's, you know, it's a double steam. It's going to be sweet. And he's like, well, yeah, whatever. He's like, by the way, technically drinking like a New England IPA. I'm oh, like, so it was an accident. I'm like, fucking bring it to me. And, man, like, I don't want to sound like we're just like puffing everything up, but fuck, man! Like, hey, I'm fine with that. We I opened, I took, yeah, I opened, I opened a bottle, and as soon as I opened a bottle at night, I've like, yeah, unprofessionally emailed at like ten o'clock at night and was like, "You need to send me a fuckload of these because that is absolutely amazing." Wait a sec, can we back up? Is that unprofessional? Uh, well, we shouldn't be contacting people after hours. Well, I send emails at like midnight all the time. Ooh. I'm up working. At midnight? Yeah, all the fucking I'm time. I'm reading man. weird shit on Reddit at midnight or watching YouTube haiku. Uh, well, I'm not going to stop. I just want to know if I'm being unprofessional or not. I just don't like, I don't like doing it just because I know that, you know, in the age of connectedness, whenever you get a message or whenever you send you a message it. to someone, yeah. it comes up. A notification. A notification comes up. And I don't want to, I don't want to fucking, that on them. I don't want yeah. to push that on someone else at that time or not when they shouldn't be doing anything like that. So... I'll usually write I a note thought of it like and that. I'll send that in the morning. I'm probably still going to do it anyway. Yeah. Although, if, you send, if you're sending me like fucking... Limited release take, take 12 Benadryl <laughs> and, and then... Yeah. At like, you know, midnight, I'm going to fucking get all over that. To be fair, Which is what I normally send you. If you're midnight. working till 12, there's probably a reason why you're working till 12. Because well, you're killing it. Wow. We all like to work hard. <laughs> um, oh, man. Sorry. Wait, look, this is a bit of a derailment. Uh, but what we, we shall persevere. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Shall, I know, we, I, I shall we persevere? Because gosh, it's been hard. Hard. Is it hard, hard? Talking and drinking, yes. Yeah. It's Sleep actually hard. been quite lovely. Um, so, uh, look, apart from I'm obviously the person who is well behind everyone here in terms of actually quaffing on these delicious delicious treats in front of us right now yeah man yeah get no, your I shit just, together no i just mm. i like to enjoy them so another beer that's not actually a new beer but a re-release of something that was sick um again back from may yep um, uh nails super vpa is making an appearance again mm. i know how much people like vpa because i'm one of them it's such oh. a fucking good beer the way they've used the Eldorado hops in that beer is just absolutely incredible. Um, that was one of my summer smashes last summer. I had some in the fridge at all times, basically. So was I wrong? This wasn't brought out in May? No. I, I looked at you like, oh boy, because I'm so pumped. Super VPA. It was brought out for Gabs. Yeah. Yeah, it was back in May. Was it May? I don't know. And you just said you just had it in, stocked in your fridge for all summer. No, normal VPA I was talking normal. about. Oh, man, 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 I was like... like what are you talking... How did yeah. you have so much in your fridge? In summer. And how are you still alive are after drinking the, Super VPA? Are you back to the brewer? <laughs> Maybe. 
Back to the Future Brewer. Yeah, that missed a little bit. Thanks. If anyone saw yeah. the label, <laughs> <laughs> shut um, up. But a really good beer, um, Super VPA. So an amped up VPA with the inclusion of lemon and lime peel, I believe. That's it. Um, Mate, we, oh, I know uh, myself and I actually divulged to a couple of people at uh, the shop that I work at that we've, I purchased a few kegs and yeah, they hit the roof. Yeah. The boys are super stoked because it was just absolutely huge. Like little releases that you get from Nail Brewing, like, you know, I get, I get a lot of people coming through just day to day. Like, oh, it's not day to day, but you know what I mean? Like. It's once every couple of weeks, like, hey, man, do you know if Nail's going to brew red carpet again? Or have you got any kegs of Super VPA in the back? <coughs> like, man, fuck. It was such a punchy beer. Um, yeah, I loved it. Really, really good. What was the ABV sitting at? Fucked if I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, over 9%, I'm fairly sure. It was. It was, it was uh, a big I, beer. And I, I mean... I, don't For that reason, I actually um, preferred normal VPA just because it's such a crushable beer, man. It's literally such a good beer. It's just, um, yeah. But you it crush beers harder than the average man. So. I mean, I've got to do something well in my life, so that's that's what I try to do. Um, Super VPA was <laughs> eight, 8.3, by the way. Yeah. Um, so it was a much bigger beer, you know, totally different. Um, and you drink it at different times and, you know, drink it differently. Um, but it's really good. But that again, you know, what? like <laughs> I don't know. You drink what at different times, and you drink it differently. Yes, so differently. Yep. Seventy-three um, percent of the time, that happens <laughs> all of the time. Uh, we don't uh, sex pan you hit me. you hit fucking Zap Brannigan. <laughs> We've got uh, more on our Brendan. How are you? Is I'm Zap. Mm. Is this a new new section? <laughs> yeah. This is Lesky being a dickhead. Which I really like. That is... 73% of the time, that happens all day, every day. <laughs> every day. Um, oh. Anyway, uh, we've got... Look, this is a new section for us, new beer alert. So, again, we are getting used to it. Uh, cheeky monkey. It will take some getting used to, but hopefully it's not going to sound like absolute shit. As long as someone just lets me fucking finish my sentence... Wow. No, nah, that was pretty harsh. Yeah, the butt hurt just ruined the continuity, Tim. I think dwelling on how amateurish we are makes us sound more amateur. Let's let's get it all out on the table. Yep. Well, I happen to not <laughs> like how much I breathe into the microphone. Look, uh, guys, anyway. look, there's a lot of hard peas. <laughs> and sadly for me, there's a lot of like Mike Tyson ethers. So it happens. Which is better than a lot of hard days, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cheeky Monkey collaborated with Chicho Gelato, who are a local ice creamer. Uh, there is an awkward silence. Are they an ice creamer, Tim? No, they're a gelateria. I think that sounds more accurate. It's in the name. Um, obviously, I was being funny. I was being ironic. Come on. <laughs> Come on, guys. Keep up. Uh, and main liquor. So, uh, what, four times number one winner bottle shop on rape beer in Australia? Three, I think. But either way, very cool who's, shop. Yeah, who's counting at the moment, though? 
Um, so these guys all collaborated to make a frosty fruit sour, which is a Berliner Weiss that has used passion fruit, mandarin, and lime made into a sorbet. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Made into a sorbet and then infused into a Berliner Weiss. And then they put it into a little ball and they've thrown it up and Barry Bonds has hit a fucking home run with it. I don't Am know I right? The last part. Uh, Bar- yeah, Barry Bonds, uh, all-time home run winner on the juice. Oh, okay. Crushes balls. Because we're in the US and that makes lots of sense. You know what? There's one guy out there and he'll go, huh. I, like I, I understand that reference. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, yeah, it's got a lot of, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to tell you what it's got a lot of because I'm going to tell you what it's got a lot of. Um, yeah, Berliner Weiss made with fresh, uh, fresh fruit, but it's more importantly, not only did they use real sorbet in the making of this, they then made a sorbet out of this. So you can drink the beer whilst eating the sorbet. I actually didn't know they did that. It actually, and it goes really well. So, you know, with a traditional Berliner Weiss, mm. I'd quite often serve them with fruit syrup. Yeah, Woodruff. Yeah. I didn't know that's what it was called, but, you know. Yeah, Woodruff syrup. Yeah. So, what I've experimented with a little bit was putting the beer into a glass and then putting some of the sorbet into it to kind of recreate that extra fresh fruity yeah. flavour. Look, there's places. Really there's, delicious. There's places overseas that actually won't serve. You know, just a blonde Berliner. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Because that's not what it's here for. You yeah. Know, that's that's just the base, and then you you mix this in. Yeah. You know that no that shit. is only a certain you know like that's from just a friend. Some people a, what they want to do. A certain yeah. friend of mine who's been to an old school, yeah. an old school place, and they've only served just yeah, just that. Um, I, I quite personally would think that would just potentially ruin it. Yeah, yeah. I'd think. What are you trying to do? Give me a Radler? I actually just I actually because really I'm a foreigner. <laughs> God. Um, so, Brendo, what was the, uh, what was the thinking on this? Were you like, hey, look, let's just make something insanely crushable and then kill it or? Um, look, man, a, a little bit. So the, the guys at Maine originally were the ones who brought up the idea of, of doing a, you know, originally early on talked about doing a lemon Berlin ice. Um, they're good friends with the guys at Chicho and so are the guys at uh, Cheeky Monkey. So we'd pitch the idea of bringing them on and doing a lemon sorbet Berliner Weiss, um, which I still think is a sick idea we should look at for later. Um, but through, look, and I will sidetrack just a little bit if you indulge me. Um, sometimes people do collaborations and they just fucking slap somebody else's name on the side of their, their product and they just brew the beer, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, this was a real fucking collaboration as one of the real fun things about being in the industry, I honestly believe that this beer was better off for being a collaboration because, you know, not only did we have, you know, the boys at Maine who are selling beer every day and they're like, oh, you know, this would be sick. We also then had the guys at Chicho who do really fucking good gelato and sorbet. You know, they've got um, a burnt butter popcorn and stuff. that Like their menu changes all the time, but they have these really cool flavours. Um, burnt butter popcorn? Really? Yeah, fantastic. Oh. Yeah. Wouldn't work in a beer because then everyone would be like, oh, it's, it's got diacetyl. It's got diacetyl in it, you fucking noob. 
Um, wow. Who do you hang out with that does that? <laughs> so through this collaboration, they um, we, we, there was a pretty cool conversation that happened and we ended up settling on Passion Fruit Mandarin and Lime. Hmm. Um, we, we didn't want a smaller beer either, so bumped that ABV up to 4.4, mm-hmm. which is definitely at the extreme end for a, a Berlinoise style mm. sour it's outside um, of it well yeah most definitely i think yeah. there's a couple i think there's one in the bjcp that sits around 4.5 but they also mention Me. that it's outside of what's a normal berliner mate own it oh man it, it was mate, crushable oh. imperial berliner vice yeah <laughs> fuck i'd buy so much more of it if that's what we called it oh man and people are like oh fuck yeah and they get home like it's five percent <laughs> yeah, yeah well, it's, like, over. it's normally it's over two and a half. It's so. over fucking soul guard. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a little bit of the story. What I get from this is passion fruit, and you get really that lime characteristic really comes across. Does like the best part of Sprite just coming right through? Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Sprite is going to be the Twin Peaks of this episode. I haven't said that. I was thinking the exact same fucking I haven't thought. said anything else, man. But you, you had to take how, it there. You notice how we don't get fixated on... on I'm going to say it, dumb shit like that. It's not dumb shit. <laughs> I feel like that's why we have him on board, to be fair. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really upsetting. Why well, I just said, to be fair. That's not... It's not fair. Like, ultimately, that's quite upsetting. On, we, we have you on for so many other reasons. <laughs> yeah, because for we, one, it's at my house. Well, that is... So you important. have nowhere That's else to do main it. Reason. <laughs> is that Am I the sexless innkeeper? <laughs> you are. I love that you Met Your Mother reference. You're um, just here. You're just here for a fucking warm bed and a good night's sleep. Well, and then you're out. Well, you, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't sleep here, so... Wow, well, you're missing you out. I know. I'd rather you be the sexless innkeeper than me have to bang for board, so... Yeah, that's what you are. Um, well, look, this is a this is a banger. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, dude, uh, I'm enjoying it, man. Super crushable. Yeah. It's fruit. The sorbet really fucking tastes like frosty fruit. Um, I I agree. The lime is uh, very apparent. I fucking dig it in a big way. I didn't I didn't mean to make that yeah negative, but uh, no, no, I I don't think it's a negative, but it's it's delicious. Nothing wrong with that, man. Like, you know, you... You know, people will list lime on things and, and never it's taste that there. lime. No, but you're I, talking... I think part of that is because lime's really fucking expensive. But you're also talking two things that actually work really well together itself. So yeah. lime, lime, you know, as the fruit itself, high acidity, with that beautiful flavour, and you've got something along the same line with a Berlin of ice that's yeah. generally just, you know, good high acidity, yeah. fucking Pilsner wheat malt base. Yeah. You know, this is... Working together, which can sometimes, synergy. yeah, and it's fucking sensational. So you got the citric, really happy citric acid, lactic acid, playing together, having a party. Because once the lactic the acid disappears, you can get like a lot of that residual, um, what THP or some shit. Yeah, cerealness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's just a byproduct, man. But it is, but the citric acid just. Keeps this the acidity going across the palate, so you don't get any of that. So this yeah. was a kettle sour as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. So and just the cleanliness of that is for me that's standing out at the moment. Mm. Like yeah, um, and and look, the first batch was kettle soured with plantarum. Yep. But there was also um, some Del Brucky 
in there. Yep. Um, which wasn't meant to be there. Uh, we were meant to have Brevis. There was an issue with yeast coming to us. Um, so we put the Delbrucky in there. Anyway, I f- have a feeling that contributed very fucking little over the course of a 19-hour kettle sour. Delbrucky. Yeah. Delbrucky is the language spoken by the dragon people on Game of Thrones, right? Yes, I am the Delbruckian. <laughs> I speak my language. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I haven't watched that show. So I'm sorry. Maybe. I, I yeah. I really hope we cut that out. Uh, but we're not, we're cutting, not, any, we're not cutting anything, anything out. Okay, cool. So just throwing <laughs> this out there though, um, home brewers, if you guys want to sour something fucking quick with something that is extremely powerful, go and find yourself um, some beers that have Morpheus yeast in there from Alvin because that shit will strip it down. So fast. It'll make your head spin. In a fantastic way as well. Oh, man. Yeah. Utilize, only utilize the actual uh, non-barrel-aged versions because some of the barrel-aged ones still have a little bit of ente- like like bit of Entero character to it. So, they're a little bit more flabby. Yeah. Get into them. Um, yeah. Look, um, another new beer that's coming out, which is sick to see a Saison hitting uh, core range. Oh, it's Black Brewing with their Saison. Uh, we've got a couple on the table that we're going to crack, which we'll be looking forward to. Um, we've, so, we've all tried this already, though, so we know it's an absolute banger of a beer. I, I have to throw my hat in the ring. I swapped a golf club for a few four-packs of Saison. <laughs> you did too, actually. I did. And tell you what, happy man I was. Not happy to, to lose... Such a lovely golf club. Well, but, man, you like, actually haven't you really actually good. haven't told Tim this yet, but you mentioned to me that you actually prefer that driver. I did. Yeah, I really prefer that driver. Hit the ball a long way with that one. But I mean, I we all must it, move it could, on. It could just be an excuse for absolutely for me, shanking just, everything. But yeah, I play like shit. That's what happens. <laughs> um, absolutely delicious beer, though, um, and to see. A very, very reasonably priced Saison come out in four packs. Pretty sure I've seen it sitting at like $15, $16 on shelves. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, look. Uh, really you know, cool. This is something that, you know, like we here at Beer Sucks, like we don't like, we, you know, make a point out of not pumping our own shit up. But at the end of the day, like we are still doing, you know, things without the, like throughout the industry. So when I, someone comes I out with be, something that's, yeah. that's, you know, that's fucking worth paying attention to. It'd be stupid not to talk then, about it. Then, you know, if we're not doing it, then we're really just doing, we're doing, you know, everyone, a not disservice. just ourselves, a disservice, you yeah. know, so. So with that said. That being said, if you hate it, PM me and let me know. <laughs> <laughs> because the other guys are going to get fucking real shitty. Real butthurt. Oh, um, so salty. Look, I mean, this is a this is a style real close to my heart. This is something that we've been working on for Fucking ages, and I mean like over a year now. Um, to have that and in, in package product is it was quite emotional when when it finally happened. So, <clears throat> total aim is just to try and bridge that crossover to try and get non saison drinkers or or people who aren't particularly familiar with um, really in general farmhouse styles. Yeah, farmhouse styles or Belgian styles as a, as a greater whole. Let's try and bring those into vogue, and I think that's exactly what Cheeky Monkey doing with Belena Vice, uh, and you know. Now Black Brewing Co. with with Saison, I think it's certainly something that we can start to see developing in the West Australian community. 
totally unrelated to each other, bringing out really sessionable summer styles that actually have really yeast-centric um, or in Cheeky Monkey style, bacteria-centric um, characteristics, you know, stuff that go really, really well that you wouldn't expect and trying to bring those styles into vogue because, as I said, I'm a massive fan of Saison. Me personally, there's nothing better I would like to personally session on if it's sub 5%, you know, Saison de Pont, which we also have sitting on the table here, you know, this sitting at 6.5%, not mm. that, you know, many people could ever hold a candle to that. We've wanted no. to do something a little bit lighter and do something a little bit more approachable, still giving those really classic Saison characteristics without getting that, you know, that really deep barnyard funk to it. Um, or in Saison de Pont's. Or Light Strike. Light Strike, as, yeah. Yeah. Which, which is, is a key why element. I don't like it personally, and which is why oh. I far prefer the Black Brewing version or many of the Australian iterations really? of Saison. Yeah, man, I, I just don't dig that, it. I know that. That's I know their that's deal. like blasphemy. That's their it. jam. That's the reason. Like, there's a reason why it's in a bottle like that. It's the same thing as with Jester King. as what they're doing with like more of their spontaneous stuff. They're wanting that Light Strike character. Yeah, which is that's was, adding was to that the beer itself. Intentionally, when that beer was first oh, released, it's hard to say. I can't oh, tell. I don't think it is that fucking hard to say. I think it's pretty obvious. And then people yeah. get used to the beer as it is, so they're like, we're going to keep doing that, even though now you with advancements in education and technology, we know we can package this better. Um, I just well, don't didn't, think they do. Didn't Pont like in the last couple of years, produce um, Brown Bottle Saison Pont. It sounds familiar, but <coughs> I don't I'm unsure. That's something we could probably look into a little bit more. Um, but... Look, for the purposes the of this podcast that we're doing right now, yeah, we will look that up later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what we are saying is definitely Belgian style suiting Australian climate. Uh, bang on. However, leading into more sessionable beers, uh, Mash has brought out Little Nipa. So a mid-strength that is trying to have a crack at the New England IPA category. And I've got to tell you, this thing's super juicy. Or a New England that's trying to have a crack at the mid-strength category. Either way, that's a fucking good beer. Mate, I I was lucky enough to, to actually find some because it's wherever it's hitting the shelves, it's actually just fucking flying, flying at the moment. Yeah. Um, so very yeah, very happy with the, the the product as it's packaged. It's drinking really, really well. So hats off to um to Damo and the guys at Mash Brewing who fucking hit this batch out of the park. Um again, one thing that that does it does suck about something like this, like a New England mid strength, people are coming in like, Oh man, how much is this? And because it is a New England IPA and there is a lot of hops in there, the price is, you know, like a bit reflecting that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, man, you know, you're rocking into summer. So what is it selling? A four pack or a six pack? They're in sixes. Um, What's it retailing for? Uh, it uh, retails for 21 a six pack. And so I will buy that all day. Yeah. Every it day. sits at $74 a carton. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, in terms of a mid strength, I mean, you know, like people think that, oh, you know, general general public, you know, looks at a, at a price of a mid strength, not going near seventy four dollars a cart for mid strength. Yeah, well, get over it. It's tough. 
Uh, <laughs> it's tough, and that but that reflects back onto what we're talking about. No, as a um, retailer, like these are the these are the struggles that you've got to you got to look at. And you're like, fuck, like I really, you know, I'm dealing with this day to day. Yeah. Now you know, like, does does not most of the clientele who would purchase this beer anyway, yeah. not understand that though. No, they do, but you ultimately, you know, you need to be all over it. Like, you yeah. know, if someone comes in, because, you know, you just get it. Yeah, yeah. Every single day. Yeah. Like, oh, man, that's fucking expensive. You're like, well, mate, like, here's, 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 what a, goes here's, into a, it. here's a small lesson on excise. Oh. Well, I, in, in this case, it's the it. opposite for excise. This exactly. is, this this is yeah. ingredients versus this is ingredients non-excise. versus everything else. Yeah. Um, so, because obviously they do get the, the you, excise yeah. break at 3.5%. Back the the hop truck up to the place and then just dump shit everywhere yeah, because there is a lot and that's not cheap. But look, you've got Colonial that's line price with their draft anyway, so I don't look again for me personally. Get over it, drink it, drink it by the six pack if you can't buy a carton of it uh, and move on. But just you get know, in and drink it because it's it's, it's really really good. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of the exact same category of beer, but bolstering out to. 7.2%. This is off memory, of course. Because, you know... It's definitely a full strength. We're not a prepared podcast or anything. <laughs> um, this thing's juicy, dank, and I would say completely evaporated in double... O- uh, in double... <laughs> in WA. <laughs> um, Hop Nation Jedi Juice. Boy, oh boy. Fantastic beer. Um, I had my same friend over in Melbourne send me some, so thanks, Chris, and I didn't realise we were going to be oh, getting any. What a guy. Absolute legend. XWA expat. Uh, Is that how you say that? No? W- anyway. Yeah, WA expat. Um, I actually met the guy. I'd never met Chris properly until uh, going to the Aber stand at Gab's this oh, really? year. Yeah. When he opened a Pelican... Barrel Age Mother of All Storms for me. Of course me. he did. Yeah, because he's a fucking legend. And I did a little, a little wee <laughs> just, in my pants. Just a touch. Just a touch. Um, so was, so yeah. it, is, it is 7%. Um, but I had this beer sent to me. I look, it's not recent enough in my memory to add, you know break down the flavor profile. Um, but I remember it as being in that top, say, 10 of Australian New Englands that I've tried. Well, the beer, the beer was fantastic. Um one thing that that needs to be said, like the the hoppy beers that Hop Nation are putting out at the moment are actually really not only like well priced, but they're fucking bang on, man. Yeah. Like we, pardon me, we've only recently um, had the chop into the into into my premises. I still haven't tried it. And the chop's fantastic. It's travelled well. Like there's no excess protein. Like, no protein haze or anything like that. It's super yeah. clear. Yeah. It was fucking, like, really bright. It was punchy. Yeah. Seven, ju- I think it was just seven or 7.2. And, mate, this beer was bang on. Well, I'd only heard good things about it, so. Yeah, man. And then, you know, they've put layer on a can and then hyped the absolute <laughs> shit out of it. Which I love the fucking Star Wars theme can, by the way. Um Oh, mate. That was really good. Yeah, dude. Um, so, again, we, in terms of hype, sadly, because of because of the absolute hype, people have gone out and just, like, pillaged. Smashed it. Yeah. It sold out here so quickly. Yeah. Like, we, 
we were only able, I think there ended up being like seven cases that came to WA and we were out within 10 minutes. Yeah, I, I it's just, I'm not surprised. It's, yeah. Um, another hyped beer, apart from beer on the table, um, was Feral with their F15. So, you know, brewed as a beer to mark their 15th anniversary. Um, look, I first saw this beer when I went out to Brew Corp um, and saw like multiple lines of Heaven Hill barrels in a row. And I also did a little wee in my pants um, and asked what was in them and got told brown ale and was like, um, excuse me? Oh, boy. It's just... <laughs> when you hear it, it initially... Sense. Yeah. But um, then again, when you hear brown ale... You don't automatically think like James E. Pepper brown ale. No, you don't. So you think like, oh, like Dogfish Head India brown ale. And you're yep. like, well, it's a nice beer. Nah, it wouldn't really help with a bourbon barrel. Or I think Golden Road, get up off of that brown, which is a fantastic brown, by the way, but I wouldn't be sticking it in a Great barrel. Great brown. Is it a hot brown? Hey. Is it a hot brown? What? It's a really good brown. I love. I, I'd rate it like a solid six on the Bristol chart. Um, but you know they put this beer in the barrel at six percent. Oh man, they put um, it in at six. It and came br- out at nine, which is um, where's where's nine on the Bristol? Heckers. So it's um, just green apples bladders. <laughs> Can we just move on? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic beer. Um, and look. Released by design or by coincidence, perfect time for Feral to release a fucking, you know, limited release banger when there was still straight some after a big bombshell. Yep, and there's yeah. still some unrest into who they are and, and what they're going to be doing, and they're like, oh, well, if you have any questions, here's our F15. Yeah, also, super, super smart. Yeah, o- open, open also now, bigger juice mouth. on tap at yeah, like everywhere, multiple <laughs> venues. <laughs> um, so so really smart, but um, I I really enjoyed that beer, man. Like a a bourbon and coke um, in the most fucking delicious of ways. So, dug it. A bourbon and coke? Yeah, you know I crave a bourbon and coke every now and then. We've been through this. I mean, was that like a jape? <laughs> no, it wasn't a jape, <laughs> which I don't <laughs> think. Um, oh, And, you know, yeah, yeah. sick. Man, like, yeah. Um, mate, bourbon and coke? Is I it just me? But I go, the, I hit like, I hit a point. Where it's like point of no return and hit up some uh, some old rums. No, no, no. My point is, Biggie Juice is coming out in cans end of this month, beginning of next month. That's pretty exciting. Massive. Huge. Look, I got told this at the pub, uh, speaking with the man himself, Brendan Varis, all right? Really? About a week and a half ago. And I said, look, can this be public knowledge? And he was like, I'm not keeping it a secret. There you go. You don't have to feel so bad anymore, Lesky. Don't fucking name me in this. <laughs> and I was like, no shit. And he was like, so if anything's going to get some of these guys to make a pretty quick uh, decipher, decisive. A decipher. Yep. If you make a quick decipher, <laughs> make sure you make your decipher biggie juice in a can. What did I say? <laughs> Is that English? I don't fucking know. Um, decisive decision. This yep. will be it. Let's just go with that. Mate, yeah. 
Anyway, along with um, all those new... Can we just... We can back up. Yeah, just back up just a wee touch because I, yeah, completely inverted when Tim said that. But holy fucking shit. Like, this is going to be... Huge. Yeah. Oh, huge. Huge. <laughs> it's going to be the biggest. Brendan does. Uh, Brendan actually said that he, he's not a massive fan of the yeast profile in the beer, but he's like, sure. He was like, if it was up to him, he wouldn't release it. Obviously, the 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 public on this a, case a lot actually. Of, I found a lot of old school brewers. Should we call them old school brewers? Yeah. More experienced, old hands in the industry. No, but uh, you, people you have, have tradi- done their duty, traditionalists are super against it. Traditionalists, however, that's super smart uh, to go. Look, I wouldn't actually fucking release it because I don't want it. However, public dig it, so let's no. But it. He, he, it's actually Will who digs it, and yeah. Will, he, and he was just like, I trust Will. Yeah, which Mate, is smart. But that's super smart. But that's that's what you want to have when you're running a business. You can't Synergy. do every single thing in this business yeah. and no. expect it to run. Yep, you are one person. Yeah. Yes, you're going to have the overseeing fucking you know like hand like. That will not pass. But <laughs> fucking, mate, all hats off to Will for coming out with an absolute fucking banging beer, man, that everybody is going to lose their collective shit over in the next coming weeks. 100%. Yeah, which I dig. 100%. I, so. All right. So let's, we were going to talk about WA Beer Week fairly extensively. I don't know if we've talked too much now. Oh, we, we've talked. Ah, uh, fuck load. Are we going yeah. into Joe Rogan territory? Ah, uh, we can. Who gives a shit? We do what we want. We'll release two episodes in a row. Man, we'll look. Do you know, this isn't our job. We do what we can when we can. We've had we've had a small hiatus as potentially some of you may know. Um, so, bat down the fucking hatches because... Yeah, we're, we're releasing hours upon hours of content all in a row. Um, Welcome yeah. back. Um, WA Beer Week. I'm afraid I'm going into deep water right here, and oh, I'm a, I'm enjoying I mean, with with what exactly? You're about to unleash me, eh? <laughs> WAB week. WAB um, week starts this coming weekend. I'm going to say that because then I have to release the podcast in the next couple of days. But technically, it doesn't. I mean, free free beer fest is no the, the lead up. It's the, the lead up. It's the it's the semi kickoff. Oh, wow. Yuck. Uh, for anyone who, who didn't hear that, <laughs> rewind, turn your speakers up, and just hear that gross tidbit. And just think of it like bonus content. Um, um, however, so Frio Beer Fest kicks off, you know, um, down at the Esplanade in Fremantle uh, on Saturday and Sunday. It's a really cool event. It's it's uh, No, no Is Friday. No Friday to this event? No. No Friday. Oh, man. No, man. No, me. Oh, no, man. Oh, don't make fun of my voices. That was my normal one. Oh, that's that's just upsetting me. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, this isn't a normal voice. Anyway, uh, so free beer fest. um, Look, there's 40 West Australian signature craft brewers, cider makers, and stillers there, and that's going to be a prerequisite to be there as well. You've got to be from WA. Yeah, which is really cool. So we've got 40 guys plus one beer walrus. Yeah. Can we talk about this just a little bit? I am quite possibly more excited about having a walrus stand than fucking anything else. I and don't know the details of the stand yet. It, it's not a real walrus though, right? No. So it's our friend Beer Walrus. The Beer Walrus. I was just Hit him up on Instagram. I was who clarifying taken, for you. Who has taken 
beer, uh, shower beers shower to a whole beers. new level. Yep. Mate. I've been a fan of the shower beer for a long time. However, I don't have the best rig, so I would never selfie myself Mate. enjoying a shower I'm beer. I'm pretty sure he was drinking he was drinking beer out of a horn while listening to a monomath in the shower on the last one. Yes, he was. It was yep. a monomath. Yep. Oh, I think so. My God. It sounds familiar. It was I some weird fucking shit. That, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, I want to throw my pen, but it's going to sound horrible in the microphone. Do it anyway. Just do it. <laughs> we we all love yeah. the fucking beer walrus. I think the stall is being hosted by crafted, yeah. crafted, beer dudes. yeah. Um, Same guys behind beer dudes. You know, and and not only are they putting on what may possibly be the most unique beer stand we've ever seen, or has ever existed. Um, they're also supporting some local WA brew- brewers in the process. Yeah. So they're going to be selling tins from a few cool breweries. Um, and they'll have some stuff on draft. Uh, the way that I think that it's going to work is there's going to be a shower for obviously the beer warrants for a shower beers. Tap set up next to him. Eskies full of tins. And you can actually get in a secondary shower. <laughs> And have a shower with the beer walrus. Um, um, it's just so crazy. Can I fucking and, love it. And can I just say, it's going to be 29 degrees this weekend. Can so somebody shower. get me out of work? Because I will be in that shower all day. Sunday, man. You'll be there. Yeah. I'll nah, get one day off this man. week. I'd shit like story. to. I really would like to on Sunday. Oh, that was a shit story, eh? Uh, anyway, so if you're not doing anything, uh, definitely make this your number one thing that you're going to be doing. Uh, 12 to 8. Uh, 1 till 9. Thank you. And then 12 to 8 on Sunday. Um, it's a freaking massive day. You get, I think, five tokens on entry. Three, I think. So everything I'm saying is incorrect. I mean, uh, but you're in the ballpark. But yeah, it, is, nice. it is cash and big. FPOS bar, and you can also use your tokens to get... To get beers. And, and just the best thing is, man, all WA products, you can have... Everyone's doing sample sizes of stuff if you want samples. However, they're also doing bigger sizes of stuff. I know some breweries are going to be taking um, package product as well. Yep. Yeah. So you don't have to have sample sizes of stuff all day. If you want to grab a bigger glass, you can. It, it, um, it's quite possibly just one of the most fun days of the year. It is a lot of fun. I worked it last year for Mash Brewing and had just the best time and i worked and that was just like man man i worked it for the main boys two years ago and we ended up at metro's frio so that tells you everything Whoa. you need to know Whoa. last time i went to metro's frio i fucking ended up in hospital so ah, that could have happened <laughs> i mean and i'm sure that's, that's a pretty time. familiar story for almost anyone from wa yeah, yeah i'm gonna thank sure. greg cock from uh, stone brewing for that because <laughs> my goodness uh, um, however, you know, Beer Week, which kicks off after... On the 17th. 17th. Um, has some really fucking cool events happening this year. You know, we're, we're going to talk about a few of them. We've tried to concentrate on a few that are a little bit different. Um, but there are a lot of good just tap takeovers, digger stations, all the normal kind of stuff happening. Man, um, if you want to go, if you want to go and get full... Get full Hit up some amazing beer. beer, some absolute shit hot food yeah then the week and a half to do it or man two weeks, whatever mate it is. buy some stretchy ass pants because you're going to be in absolute heaven or and don't in, drive in my seat just yeah, split exactly. four pants yeah <laughs> dude i hear you that's well, that was so shit was we're, we're attempting a high five whatever. on a podcast oh, and that just made me sad. 
However, so, some of the cool events are holes and hops. Yeah. Holes and hops. This is one I was really excited for until I realised that was so late that I didn't actually buy a ticket. Uh, so the guys from Modus Operandi are coming over and hosting a golf day out at Point Walter Golf Course. Out Nine in holes. Nine holes, a beer per hole with a chance to win a keg at the end of it. Now. That's epic. That's so epic. Man. Especially given our newfound love for golf. Yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah. But it's just so, it's just, it's just different. Like, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to like a specific venue. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. It's just way outside what you're thinking. And it's just adding a little, injecting a little bit of fun. 100%. You know, that you're not, you're really just not expecting for a WAB a week event. So, you know, like, man, if you've got tickets to it, go and enjoy it. Because yeah. it's going to be an absolute belter. You lucky son of a bitch. And knowing it is completely sold out. It is sold after, out. Yeah. After meeting Grant and um, and Dennis, man, you guys You're are in for an fun. absolute treat. Yeah. Uh, next up would be perhaps a small little event run by some very, what I would say, talented, attractive and modest um, humans. Probably the three most of all of those things in the industry. Let's just call them really awesome young podcasters. Yeah, definitely young. Um, do you want to be a Cicerone? Got a 1990s-style game show twist on the classic pub quiz. Um, being run by a very attractive bloke who's going to be asking the questions and you're going to battle a couple of Cicerones. So for people who don't know what a certified Cicerone is. It's basically the certification equivalent, almost like a wine sommelier uh, for beer. Sommelier? The African sommelier. (laughs) (laughs) Sommelier? (laughs) Um, Who should have a decent level of knowledge. So there's going to be some cool twists. There's going to be a spinning wheel because who doesn't fucking love spinning wheels? I mean, I hope there's going to be a spinning wheel. We can make Um, one. We can definitely make one. That's super easy. I haven't got it yet. You're a piece of shit. We can make one. Um, look, there's going to be some really good drink specials on the night. Um, just fun, man. Like free entry, a good prize pack um, coming from a really good bottle shop celebrations. Look, Carlisle. fuck all this. Do you like Tony Barber? Do you fucking love Glen Ridge? Well, yes. The answer. Do you yes. remember Ian Turpy? And if you do, do you remember how <laughs> yeah. fucking great he was on Supermarket Sweep? Dude, then you want to be there. The man's hair alone was enough to make you. Ian watch Turp's that. Turpy, man. Even if you haven't watched any of those, and you saw him on Fat Pizza, you kind of get in the vibe. So they're bigger than cheesy. Well, we're gonna be fucking cheesy as. <laughs> and our comedy is horse shit. Well. Wow. Well, you mean it's it's great to fertilise your gardens with? Because it's so awesome. Nutrient rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it should be How a really much cool event. you guys had to drink? Um, um, cheap drinks. Cheap drinks. Prize packs. Prize packs. Free entry. Yeah. Fucking lot of fun. What more do you need to know? Just do it. Do it. Uh, sorry, that's also on Wednesday. Cool. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right, so advertisements passed. What else is coming up? Um, there's also a Weber-style barbecue comp happening at the Indie Bar in Scarborough. Um, got some really cool sponsors on board with this one. There are prize packs. 
I think registrations for teams is probably about sold out. So if you're listening to this, go on the page and, and follow the instructions and try to get in. Um, it's called King of the Kettle. It has been run once before. So everyone makes a cup of tea. Whoever makes the best cup of tea. Uh, I mean, I love tea, but... He's obviously the winner. <laughs> no, we're talking about Weber kettles. So, um, you know, teams uh, cook several different dishes and they're pasta judges. So there's a scoring. There's, again, drink specials and stuff. It's really good. Um, pork ribs, chicken wings and burgers. Do they have to get marinated in tea or? I mean, I don't know where this tea is. I I get that it's kettle, but. So no tea. There's no tea. However, if you did like a tea smoked chicken wing, that would actually be fucking delicious. (laughs) So, I mean, look, heads up. I don't want to give anyone like hot tips, but there's a hot tip. You have. Look, last last year. Part of the, the requirements for the burgers there is you get scored on originality. So you can't just turn in a simple cheeseburger. Whoa. Um, there was some really cool stuff. And same with the chicken wings. You know, people were doing stuffed chicken wings where they actually remove the bone and then stuff it with delicious stuff. So if I attended this as a punter, do I get to eat? The, you get to eat barbecue food. Um, and you may get to try some of the entrance food, but there's no guarantee of that. Right. So this is predominantly... A barbecue competition with a crossover of a beer... Event. Event. Yeah, with wow. with barbecue food and full beverage service and, and all the Sick. rest. So, yeah, it's really cool. But the guys, super interactive. You get to go and talk to the guys and, yeah. Some people definitely got to try the food last time. <laughs> Just don't expect it. <laughs> oh, you'd be so dark. <laughs> um... Palate cleanser. Are we going to talk oh. about this? Because it's can sold we, out. Can we talk about palate cleanser? Just because... Just for a minute. Just for a wee minute. Melbourne palate cleanser at Boat Rocker Brewery. I was too hungover for that. I So was what? I. I I was quite possibly the largest piece of shit on the planet and <laughs> happened to catch an hour Uber out there just to go and We've actually have my there. mind blown. We've all been there before. It is... An absolute fucking whale of a time. Oh, my God. It's always it's always really tough because it's the tickets are really limited and they are quite expensive, but and you get absolutely everything that you pay for when you go to it. The food is amazing. We'd had, like, pambula oysters as well as, like, some amazing cheese and fucking just all the trimmings, man. And everything, then everything. Matt was pulling out things like the wild cherry and just... Dude, he killed me. He'd pulled out shit that had never been released. He he flew over kegs of a still lambic. I can't remember what it was because it was gone back last year for me. It wasn't Boone, was it? Yeah, I think it was a Boone. Boone three two year. Boone two year. Boone three year. Still lambic. It's along those lines, mm. and it was fucking epic. Anyway. I think the tickets are like 150, 160, and it's a hundred percent all day, every day value for money. But this year, oh, as with WA Beer Week, Matt flies over, partners up with Petition, and then puts on again another fucking killer, killer session to to round out you know what's quite possibly the best the best we've got to offer in WA. So if you've got a ticket. 
hold on to that like the golden ticket from Willy Wonka because that is your ticket to paradise. Really? We're just going to tell you a whole bunch of shit you can't go to. Okay, so our conversely, <laughs> oh, apart from our event, yeah. Um, yeah, we're not doing tickets. Uh, great versus green. So Costa from La Seren is coming over um, and having a beer versus wine event, degustation, yeah. basically. Not, not verse. You get it's both. You get well, both, yeah. man. Yeah. So it is ten, they're calling it great versus grain because with each dish you are getting a beer. And you a are wine. getting, you know, a a beer from La Seren plus a wine. Now, for people who who don't drink a lot of wine, they'll be like, "What the fuck is this for a beer event? This is gonna be shitty." Go in with your minds open because, man, like I, I'm not much of a wine guy myself, but have recently just started drinking just a, a wee bit just to you know check some things out. And man, you know, like you get some good weight, you get some good acidity. That's you know, the acidity is really what brought me into it from you know things like drinking sort of you know Belgian styles. You're like, man, I can find, you know, little similarities in here. And then you just start kicking on from there. Man, if you can, if you're able to go there and enjoy some amazing food, some, you know there's going to be some amazing beer, plus also some beers that probably never actually going to see the light of day from There's from actually Costa. two unreleased Lesseram beers in this menu, which I think is worth going alone. I was about to say that alone is worth going. Yeah. <laughs> man, um, like, you know, he's just like, well... We'll he's going to bring some good shit. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of good shit sitting in barrels in his brewery. Um, and, the, and the food looks amazing. You know, one of the courses is seared beef with oyster and ink sauce and frites. Um, man, I want to be there. Yeah. Well, you, you can. Well, I could, but you I'll, can buy be, tickets. I'll, I'll be somewhere else. So not. that's okay. <laughs> um. But look, that's just a small section of what is a fucking epic lineup for WA Beer Week for this year. Um, I'm super excited. It should be should be really cool. Yeah. It should be. Should be. Well, well let's, look, let's hope so. Um, look, I think it's going to be massive. Uh, those are just a handful of events. There's over sixty this year, um, ranging from multiple ones at free. Up to $150 a ticket. So if you're on a budget, you've got plenty of great shit to do. If you're not on a budget and you want to splurge, again, you've still got your pick of the litter. Um, yep. Obviously, just not some of those really, really highly sought after ones. But bear in mind, if you're looking at spending $100 a ticket, you're pretty much guaranteed an epic fucking night. So don't sweat it if you feel like you've missed out because you definitely haven't and tickets are still available on a lot of events. I think that's something should be said even with the events that have a high price of entry. Um, everybody who I know who's been involved in an event has gone above and beyond. Um, WABOE is definitely not a money-making exercise so you definitely no. get way more than what you pay even for some of the more expensive events. Um, fucking sign up, man. I'm definitely hitting up my fair share. It's going to be an amazing week. Yep. Okay, 100%. I really can't wait. Yeah, guys. Um, look, I think we're we're pretty much rounded out. We're we've done. We've rounded out a, a near on two hours of hope, hopefully not just straight bullshit <laughs> coming from my mouth. That's for sure. So, uh, Tim, how's about we round this out with a uh, another style guideline? This is BJCP with Tim. Yeah. Uh,
Oh, we need to get Ray Daniels to to actually say that because that'd be great. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Let's work on it. Yeah, or John Palmer. Oh, man, I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. Yeah, you deserve it. Uh, we're do. going to European Sour Hour category 23 in this category, section A, Berliner Weiss. So, very poignant. It was actually a toss of a coin. Yeah. I didn't realise we were actually going to the Berliners today. We certainly are. So, overall impression, a very pale, refreshing, low-alcohol German wheat beer with a clean lactic sourness and a very high carbonation level. A bright, a bright, a light bread dough malt flavour supports the sourness, which shouldn't seem artificial. Any Brettanomyces funk is restrained. Uh, aroma sharply sour character is dominant, moderate to moderately high, can up to can have up to a moderately fruity character, often lemon on tart apple. The fruitness may increase with age and a light flowery character may develop no hop aroma. The wheat may be present as uncooked bread dough in fresher versions. Combined with the acidity may suggest sourdough bread. May optionally have a restrained funky Brettanomyces characteristic. Flavour. A very clean lactic sourness dominates and can be quite strong. Some complementary doughy bread or grainy wheat flavour is generally noticeable. And hence is why I'm going to get another lot of hate is why I love going to the BA for this because it's super concise. BJCP just goes over and over and over again. Oh, man. Don't you think? Yeah. Dude, this is like so the exact same set all stuff of those, the whole time. Again. Like all of the people that are out there that are studying for um, the Cicerone exam it, and because Cicerone is tightly wound with BJCP in terms of their style guidelines, man, you just read the same thing over and over and over and over and over again when you can go to the BA and just go like, yep, got it. I, th- I think the BJCP have their little conclusionary point. Yeah, conclusions. Fucking great. Um, if we just give a little bit of history and then we'll go straight yeah, to let's the, do it, the man. bones. Uh, original specialty of Berlin, referred to by Napoleon's troops in 1809 as the Champagne of the North, due to its lively and elegant character. At one point it was smoked, and there used to be Martzen strength version, increasingly rare in German, but some American breweries now regularly produce the style. I haven't seen any of those. I haven't either. Oh. Let's fucking brew one! <laughs> uh, I brewed a big one. Ooh. Vital stats. Uh, IBUs 3 to 8. And as we touched on in a previous conversation, IBUs 5 in Australia is what constitutes beer. For any breweries looking to brew this beer, make sure you list it as 5. Um, SRM, SRM 2 to 3. Uh, OG. Which is, which is colour. Which, just yeah, in case sorry. people aren't sure what SRM is. So very, very light in colour. Yep, just refers to the standard reference method for colour. OG looking at about 1030, which is original gravity. Final gravity very lean at 10003. Nice and dry. We dry. Yep. Uh, ABV, unsurprisingly, given those numbers, 2.8 to 3.8 is the style. Commercial examples... Nodding Head Berliner Weiss, the brewery Hot and Roth. Ooh, which is good. Yeah. 
Beirichia, Banhof, Berliner style Weiss. I think some of the local examples we need to talk about, um, Feral Watermelon Warhead, obviously, <laughs> um, gets pretty good distro around Australia. I know I've drunk it when I was over in Melbourne. It's yeah. what I really like to drink when I head out to the brew pub. That's a fucking fantastic beer. It's one CBIA or some craft beer best of show awards. Um, I don't remember what one it was. It won a significant award though. Um, the new Cheeky Monkey one we talked about, which is fruited, is nice. Um, any other really good local um, Berliners? The Beer Farm Berliner is fucking fantastic. And they'll also, if you go down to the brew pub, do what we talked about earlier. They have some um, hit it with fruit Woodruff. syrup that they get from their neighbours, um, the Berry Farm, I think they call it, or no something. Shit. Wait, yeah, yeah, the Berry Farm? Uh, it's called something like Who that. Who are port yeah. producers. Yeah. Yeah, so they get their berries from, they've got a berry, like local berry syrup. They'll hit it with the fucking blueberry syrup. If you do get the chance, and if it is the Berry Farm, their, their fortifieds are... Their Shiraz. Absolutely. Oh, really? Fucking incredible. Yeah, epic. Very, very what? sought after and very, very worthwhile. Okay. Hopefully we'll see some good barrel aging come from those then. Also, the MASH series brewed by Three Ravens. Their whole series is a lot of us. Oh, the Whiz Fizz. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. Guys, this has been pretty epic. This is our first unedited version of Beer Sucks. So... Um, I'm just going to put a small disclaimer on this. I'm. Please don't take anything that I've said to heart. <laughs> I talk a lot of shit. Happy. Again, that's why we like you. No. Uh, I think, to be honest, that's the only reason we have you on. Oh, and it's at your house. I forgot about that. Two part. reasons. Yeah, so there are two reasons. Uh, anything yeah. that you disagree with what we've said today, please do fact check us, uh, email us. Please send um, it to Brendan. Yeah! <laughs> because I don't want to hear it. And I won't be salty at all, so that's fine. But he will reply to you at 1 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually will, so that's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you keyboard warrior. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Beer Sucks. I'm Brendan. I'm Tim. I'm John. Thank you very much for listening, guys, and I hope to hear you guys, or hear you, potentially talk to you in the near future. Uh, uh, thanks, John. Yeah. Bye. Bye.